tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You are listening to Cracking the Rich Code with Miss Marilee, your insider's club from authors and entrepreneurs across the country, giving us their best to help us crack the rich code. And now, here is Miss Marilee. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Cracking the Rich Code. I am Miss Marilee. My guest today is Gary Goodspeed. He um, shares his heart-wrenching and inspiring story about how his passion for hypnosis started with just a curiosity and then over the years led to the transformation of his life after experiencing health issues and the loss of his wife. Um, Gary has multiple certifications in the field of hypnosis. His practice, um, trans, trans. Formed Hypnosis is located in North Carolina, where he resides with his current wife, Vicki. He is a member of the National Guild of Hypnotists and is also a certified life purpose life coach. Gary is a co-founder of the Open Road Alliance. The Alliance is a consortium of wellness practitioners sharing their specialties with the public through presentations and workshops. People can uh, learn more about the benefits of alternative wellness modalities like hypnosis, yoga, reiki, acupuncture, and a lot more. I read your story, and it was so inspiring. It was like being on a roller coaster, reading uh, <laughs> just about the trials and and the transformation of, you know, being never too late to start again. So, Gary, um, share with the audience, like, how, what, what prompted you to write this story and not not just focus on maybe hypnosis or business? The um, to be quite honest with you, it was my wife Vicky. When I was approached by Mr. Britt to write a chapter, I was going to write about mostly about how you uh, maybe you don't find initially what you really want to do in life, and then through a series of events and how your life unfolds, you discover that what you're really doing isn't what you really wanted to do and then you make a course change and you develop what you really want to do into your life and make that your career and that was going to be my focus but because we've been to my my wife and I have been together for about three years now and she saw me go through a tremendous change as I started changing my health and my uh, the medications I was on and so forth and started to see a different me of the me that was there long before the health issues and as she grew to know more about my history she said you really need to share this because you've you've reinvented yourself and so I started thinking about that and it made sense so I took my wife's advice and said, all right, let me see if I can write a chapter about that experience in my life. So that's, she was the impetus for, for doing that. Yeah, you know, and, and I got that too. As I'm reading the story, I was thinking, gosh, when we got down to Vicki, 
I'm like, look how wonderful that is. I mean, what a beautiful gift to be able to find exactly. someone else, which is so hard to do, you know. And the second time around after being married for how many years? Uh, we were uh, uh, 42 years. Yeah, 42 years. 42 years with somebody. And most people would think, you know, that's that's it. You know, how could I ever find a love like that? And um, Exactly. That 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 in itself is so inspiring and the fact that she <laughs> she literally loved you into this transformation <laughs> yes and yeah that. that is that's, that's true mm-hmm. yeah and that's, uh, sometimes okay. that's what it takes go ahead i'm sorry oh no i i was going to say the uh it was a nice follow-up to the my my late wife had just at you know she made me promise her that I would move on with my life and not just vegetate somewhere. And so mm-hmm. that combination of having you know my late wife and then my current wife say, Hey, you need to be moving forward. Uh, it just seemed to ring, ring true. Mm-hmm. And what was the time span in between, you know, losing your wife and then feeling lost? It was about, um, yeah, I found uh, Vicki and I got together for the first time about, uh, 18 months after my wife had passed. Wow. Wow. It just goes to show you that just God has a plan, you know, and in your, and the fact that we, we didn't live, we didn't live in the same city. We actually found ourselves online. And so she lived like 30, 35 miles away from me. And so the, uh, you know, God works in uh, ways that we just don't <laughs> have any idea. Online, meaning on a dating site. Yes. Yeah. It was, wow. uh, it was like uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I can tell you. I don't know if I should share uh, on the show what site it was. I don't want to do a promo or anything. But yeah, right. Um, it, <laughs> That's okay. The, uh, but yeah, we found it, we found each other online, and it it worked out quite well. Mhm. Well, I think that is absolutely wonderful and beautiful and inspiring in itself because you know. Overall, dating sites have a very bad reputation, and you know <clears throat> most people don't believe yeah. it, even though they're on them. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. So when you hear a success story, you're like, "Hmm, maybe I should revisit this." <laughs> so, well, um, there you go. That would be a good good plug for other people to try. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now let's go back a little bit and talk about your hypnosis and you know your okay. your curiosity and interest in the beginning. Where that came from? Actually, it, it came from watching. Uh, I recall uh, being a kid. I, I was very much into horror movies, the old forties, Frankenstein, Dracula, and so forth. And uh, as I, in the chapter, I talk about the uh, the fact that I was watching Bela Lugosi as Dracula um, get his next victim. And he just used it. He just did it by looking in their eyes, and I had no idea what hypnosis was at that time. But I just found that fascinating. And once I found out what he was doing, what the term was, I became um, not only say obsessed, but it was just a part of me. It just kept brewing and brewing and brewing. So uh, it started as a as a kid, and then it just kept going as I got older. And you saw more movies, or you read stories about hypnosis. And I became fascinated, and I don't know whether it was the, the, the power involved or just the question of, can you really do this? 
is this actually possible? And the more I studied, the more I read, I just got deeper and deeper. And it was just something that I knew at some point in my life I was going to have to try. I wanted to become that, that hypnotist. So I just kept studying and doing a lot of things on my own and actually ended up hypnotizing my first person when I was uh, 18 years old and just doing self-study and had really no idea what I was doing. But mm-hmm. I just knew I just knew how to do it, but I didn't know what to do with it at that time. Yeah, and you know, um, that in itself, that's that's an excellent lesson for those who are listening. It's that glimmer in your heart, something calling you, that little bit of interest, like what is that? That's what we need to follow. Exactly. Literally. Yeah. And we get so caught up in distraction, education, what we should be doing, what people tell us to do. And then then there was your corporate life. You did go that way, right? Yes, I did. Um, <clears throat> you know, life, as much as I wanted to do something like that, I was still following in, you know, my, my dad's footsteps and so forth and, you know, thinking, okay, I, I, I'm getting married now. I've got to have a career and started working in the corporate world, uh, always having that desire in the background to learn about things that weren't the norm, which was like yeah. the hypnosis. So when uh, my late wife and I, uh, when Linda and I moved to Colorado, uh, it gave me an opportunity. There was a, a, a school there for hypnosis, and we just we were doing you know pretty good in our careers, not setting the world on fire, but we were. We were doing pretty well, but I still had that desire, and she said, why don't you go Why don't you go find out what it's all about? So I, I went and got my first certification, and I fell in love with it, but uh, I hate to say it, but the money was pretty good in the corporate world, and so it, it became more of a uh, avocation than a vocation. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, and, so this, uh, this, is, this is amazing to me because you're right. That that little mentality of I got to settle down, I got to get real, forget about my dreams, and I'm married now, I got to be responsible. These are the typical things that we think about, right? They are, yes, they are, and and I don't want to I don't want to um, make it sound like I, I hate to use the word falling into it or the phrase falling into a trap, but we do we mm-hmm. we we find something that you know if we're fortunate enough to find something that's challenging as far as a career um which which i fell into i fell into i i learned how to this was still back in the late 70s so computers pcs have not had not come out yet so schools and other uh, the government were still using things like twix and telex machines to communicate uh sending text and so forth. And so I fell in with a company that was on the, uh, they were still doing that kind of work, but they were getting ready to go into the uh, PC world once that came out. So I fell into a career that was challenging because it was brand new. And so that kept my interest as far as the corporate world goes, but I still found myself performing at, I shouldn't say performing, but doing hypnosis at, parties or gatherings of of different things and so I still kept my hands in hypnosis but at that point I wasn't really doing therapy that part hadn't made the connection yet I found it more entertaining to do this and be able to show hey this is what you can do 
with hypnosis as far as entertainment. And um, so that came a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's easy to think, well, this is the right, the right field that we're in or whatever, whatever you're doing in the corporate world, because you're there for a reason, obviously. But still, that little something was in you going, but what about that? What about that passion? Yeah. And it, it seems like that, you know, the challenges that you had is really what led you to, to have it bloom. That's that correct. Right? That's correct. Hmm. Yep, that is exactly right. As I was uh, moving through the, in the, the, the corporate world, and I was doing a lot of you know, traveling, moving, opening offices for the, the company I was working for, and when you're doing all of that work, you know, doing the installations and the sales and, and opening the offices and hiring people and so forth, you get distracted, and that keeps you focus, but it, it, depending on what you're doing, it can also start playing havoc in, on your body. And so I found myself uh, developing headaches like I used to when I was a, when I was a kid. And they were, they were pretty severe headaches. So many of them would last multiple days and I'd be bedridden. And then I started developing the, uh, where I was having disc bat, uh, lumbar disc problems and, and Something that wasn't even thought of back then was uh, fibromyalgia. This was back in the 80s. So I'm developing all of these things, and I'm starting to have to live with pain quite a bit. And as I was Mm. doing some reading, and I was looking at – of course, I was still fascinated with hypnosis – the um, I started doing some more study, and I realized, you know what, I'm I, there's something else we I can do with this besides entertain people. So I started actually looking more at doing self hypnosis than hypnotizing other people. And I started mm-hmm. using uh, once I once I developed the my, the ability to do self hypnosis for myself, then I started looking at, okay, how can I help relieve this pain? If I believe that the subconscious is, is this powerful, there's got to be a way for me to help with my pain. And again, back in the eighties, hypnosis was not recognized hardly anywhere, except maybe with a psychiatrist Um, and those, and the hypnotherapist, of course, that were practicing even back then, but it wasn't a wide, it wasn't a wide field yet things like acupuncture and reflexology and so forth as far as alternative health care uh, were becoming uh, buzzwords. But the uh, mm-hmm. as I developed the self-hypnosis, then I started being able to control my pain better. And so I started doing that and then started looking at the other possibilities. What else can we do with this? And that's when I started to become mm-hmm. fascinated with hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, so I have a question about that. And when you're you're talking sure. about the subconscious mind, right? And yes. you're saying that, yeah, with your headache. So you're saying that the subconscious mind is related to the pain. Is that right? Well, no? the the subconscious, uh, you're cl- you're you're in the you're in the ballpark. The pain <laughs> we develop, we who develop a. Uh, um, we have in, within our, our nervous system and the way our um, – uh, oh, my mind just went blank. I am so sorry. The, the, way, the way we're set up, everybody, everybody um, has a reaction to pain. Although it's similar, 
we all have different, because of our nervous systems, we all have a different way in, in how pain affects us. Some it, it affects us more and some it doesn't affect as, as much. And so the subconscious is not, it's, it's just following the patterns that we develop through life. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as we develop these patterns, then some pain becomes physical pain, which is a real pain. Uh, for example, the herniated discs in my back, that's a real pain because it's actually pressing against nerves and so forth. But you also have, so depending on, on the studies that you, you look at, um, I'm going to just use an average of like 85%. Most of, our, most of the pain in our bodies is actually psychosomatic. It's, it's generated through the other things that are going on in our body, and that's where the subconscious comes in. The subconscious, is a, its primary function is to protect us. Although it does all of these things in the background, for example, our breathing and our heart beating and the blood pumping and so forth, it's also responsible for protecting us against anxiety, stress, things that have happened in mm -hmm. our life and and because the subconscious doesn't have any logic to it 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 develops what it thinks is the best way to protect you so somehow or another that translates into okay this is a not necessarily a defense mechanism but you need to know that okay you're in pain right now but you never know necessarily what it is and that's where hypnotherapy comes in but the physical pain mm -hmm. like the headache the headaches the headaches could be caused by a physical manifestation or because of something psychosomatic. So if, it, if the pain that you're having is not based on a physical issue, then more mm -hmm. often than not, hypnosis is going to help greatly with that condition because you go in and you find out with the subconscious what is causing the pain. Why is this person experiencing this? And that's the mm -hmm. part that I find the most fascinating doing therapy is mm -hmm. discovering why is this happening. So on the physical, on the physical side, you can control pain with hypnosis by dialing down the pain. I, I, for me personally, I never recommend getting rid of the pain totally if it's a physical issue. And mm -hmm. I hope I'm not rambling on here. Um, not at all. I'm fascinated. And so, but with the subconscious, if the pain's generated by the subconscious, then you can go in and not only alleviate the pain, but you can go in and alleviate the reason why the pain is there. Mm -hmm. Does that make so sense? Now it does make sense. So now I'm wondering, what do you see the differences between this hypnosis and like meditation? Um, they 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 are a similar category, and both of them can actually achieve what you want to achieve. It's a, it's depending on the time frame that you want to do it. Meditation is a wonderful way to go in and relax and reflect and allow your body to heal. Because if you if meditation over a long period of time can help your body heat, uh, speed up the healing process. The, the advantage with hypnosis is that with meditation, it, it's very hard to get in to analyze your your, why things are happening. 
But with hypnosis, what happens is you go in and you might, I'll use myself as an example as a therapist. When I'm working with a client, I have the ability to go in and once that person is, is in trance, go in and actually talk and work directly with the subconscious. And so your t- the, the, the time frame, the difference is, is that with hypnosis, you can get immediate results versus the mm-hmm. time necessary for you to develop that introspective person as, as you're doing meditation. Mm. So, okay, but I still need more clarification <laughs> because you're okay, talking go about ahead. yourself. Okay, good, because I'm loving it. Um, self-hypnosis, right? So if I'm working on myself, yes. where, does, where do I cross the line from that meditation and letting my mind go and, and talking to myself then, and then hip, hypnotizing myself, I guess? That, am I putting it right? Yes, even okay. yes, even with self although you can't do the therapy like, uh, as, with self-hypnosis like you can by having a hypnotist work with you. Even with self-hypnosis, you can still, you're going in and you are, there is a, let me, let me, this will help. Let's look at our, let's look at our mind as two minds, the conscious mind and the subconscious. The conscious mind is what you and I are doing right now. We're using our conscious mind to do our daily activities. You and I are communicating. Uh, I could be working on the computer, all of those kinds of things. Those are conscious activities. The subconscious, where the 95% of everything else goes on, when you go into trance, even with self-hypnosis, you're breaking down um, an area called the critical factor. And the critical factor is this kind of like this gateway between the conscious and the subconscious. And that critical factor allows it, – it's kind of there as a protector to the subconscious. I don't know if I really wanted to say it that way, but I, I will. I already did it. Uh, so it's trying to keep things from going in there to mess up the subconscious. But when you do self-hypnosis, that critical factor, just like when a hypnotist works with you directly, that critical factor loosens and, and folds down, and you then are able to communicate because once you're in trance, it's a, again, it's a, you're speeding up the process as opposed – it's really hard to, for me – it's really hard to distinguish the meditation process versus self-hypnosis other than you have the ability to kind of pre-program yourself before you even go into trance on what you want to accomplish mm-hmm. and um, – and, and I'll be honest with you, I haven't done transcendental meditation in several years. I've just been so focused on the hypnosis. Uh, but I, I remember when I used to do transcendental meditation, the the uh, the difference when I when I recall that versus when I do self hypnosis, I'm I'm able to directly talk to myself and subconscious much quicker doing self-hypnosis i wish i could describe mm. it better but it, it's mm. you'd almost I, almost have to experience it to uh, it's just you're working directly with your subconscious and and that's the difference hmm. so in okay so in transcendental meditation though um and i have not studied that at all but in in your expertise um 
you're saying that hypnosis is actually a fast track. Is that, is that correct? Yes, especially, okay. especially for therapy, especially in the area of therapy. I don't know um, if I would, uh, I don't know if I'm qualified enough to say that there's in other, for other reasons of doing meditation or hypnosis, something outside of therapy, um, depending on what you're trying to do or accomplish, um, I would still think off the top of my head that hypnosis will take you where you want to go more quickly than meditation. Mm -hmm. I still think meditation takes um, several years to really get deeply involved Mm. uh, with yourself Mm -hmm. versus the ability to start working with yourself and changing yourself from the first time you do self-hypnosis. So, okay. So in the, in your chapter, you're talking about when, um, when you started doing these things, you were actually able to climb out of your fog, right? Yes. We were talking, yes. Mm-hmm. Explain that. Yeah. So what I, what, yeah, what I did was I was, I got to the point where, uh, and and I in this one case I have to thank my uh, insurance company because they decided they weren't going to pay for one of my prescriptions anymore, and I couldn't afford it because it would have been about two thousand dollars a month just for this one prescription. So Yikes. I sat down with my doctor and I said, we've got to get – something has to change here. So we decided it was time to start weaning myself off of uh, that medication. It was a pain medication. And the question was, what are we going to do in the – what are we going to do with the pain? So immediately, because, because of the years I had been on the medication, I had started to fall away from using hypnosis. I had fallen into an, uh, the, the uh, regimen of, okay, I'm in pain. Uh, the doctor says I need to take this, so I need to take that. And, and all of these things, all of this starts clouding your mind. You know, the, the, the medication starts doing the thinking for you. And once I realized I had to make the decision, okay, I can't afford this. I've got to get off the medication I've got to fall back on what I considered now my roots from back in the late 70s, early 80s, and that was hypnosis. And so I started working again with hypnosis on myself and started working on controlling the pain, bringing it down to a, a manageable level. And because, again, I didn't want to, because I knew most of it was physical pain, I didn't want to alleviate it altogether. And I have to admit, there are times that even with self-hypnosis, if, if that the, the, the especially with the lumbar disc, um, it will be hard to still uh, keep it down to a manageable level. But that's not all the time, um, and mm-hmm. so I still need to keep that for a little bit because um, we're now we're doing other things for my health that are you know hopefully going to eliminate that problem. But with doing the self-hypnosis again, it started to allow me to get off of the medication. And yes, I still had to, for example, go through the withdrawal of the pain medication and so forth. But even with that, the self-hypnosis helped because it would allow me to relax and uh, go through whatever cycle I was going through. Um, So falling back on the self-hypnosis made me realize that there are other other people 
going through the same things that I'm going through, whether it's uh, the the, um, medications that they're on or the fact that they uh, want to do something with their health, they want to lose weight, they want to quit smoking, they have terrible anxiety. And so as my mind started to clear up, and I realized that I've been doing this for myself all of these years. And I've, I actually did therapy for people off and on, even during the 80s and 90s. But it wasn't a, still, it wasn't a, a, my vocation. It wasn't something I was mm-hmm. doing on a regular basis. It was more of, let me see if I can help you. And mm-hmm. so once I came out of this fog, Vicki said, you need to, you, you need to get go ahead, get updated on the new procedures and take what the take the knowledge that you have from the past and merge it now with what's going on now and go out and do what you should be doing and that is helping others because you're helping yourself. And so I went back to school and uh, went back and got an, another certification, uh, this one specifically on hypnotherapy. And mm-hmm. decided that it was time for me to, now that I'm out of this fog, oh, I am so sorry. No, it's all right. Um, the, the, now that I'm out of this fog, it's, it's time to allow my brain to work and, and, and help others. I don't know if that really answered your question or not. No, it, it really does. And, and again, even in that story, when you talk about your wife supporting you and, and, um, just encouraging you to follow that. I just, I'm just still amazed by it. Most people would feel insecure. They, they definitely wouldn't. Um, they don't have to <laughs> <laughs> Right. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah she, yeah, and yeah. she was, uh, yeah, she was very instrumental in, in, in helping me see that this needed to happen. Uh-huh. Yeah, because, um, you know, I work with couples all the time, and I listen to the issues, this and that. So it fascinates me, that, that portion of, of this show here, because, I mean, I don't, I don't know. You must have been doing something right, because you got lucky all over the place. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Mm-hmm. You know, two times, two times in the same life, is, that doesn't seem mm-hmm. right, does it? Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're just so blessed. And then, and then I mean, and how old were you when you, when you met her and, and – uh, uh, let's see, I was six. Let's see, I was sixty, sixty-five or sixty-six. Mm-hmm. Sixty-six years old, and most people feel like they're washed up at thirty-five, forty. You know, can't find a mate, or they're divorced already, and they're they've lost their <laughs> weight, and <laughs> you know, and thinking that they're never going to yeah. find love again, and that is so not the truth. Oh, exactly, exactly, and um, but you know it was like it, and again that was partially because of that fog, the fog that I I was in. Uh, once I came out of that, and I and I took to heart what uh, Linda had asked me to do, and I realized you know I, I'm not ready to just, I'm not ready to give in yet. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to shut down my life and. So taking that first step was a little difficult, but once I made that decision, and as and as you now know, I found uh, 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 the result was very positive, and mm-hmm. I have somebody in my life now that encourages me to do the things that 
um, she's she's actually kind of um, um, convinced me that I'm supposed to be doing, and mm-hmm. she so she's been a great she's been she's been wonderful at encouraging all this and mm-hmm. was a driving force in um, working uh, creating the um, is, and is also one of the founders of the uh, Open Road Alliance, which by the way we we've we've had to. Uh, it, that's going to change. It's going to be a healthy path initiative, uh, only because of a conflict in the name. But, uh, but she was very instrumental in in direct, you know focusing that effort and now expanding our our practice, not not our practice so to speak, but our affiliations with other healers to start helping people understand that there's far more to being able to take care of yourself besides. You know, mm-hmm. going to the doctor, yeah. and uh, and I'm not. The please don't route. take me wrong. You know, doctor. Yeah, mm-hmm. the medical, uh, the doctors, and everything are. I'm not saying you don't go to the doctor. They are very important. Right. But there are other things that we can do to help facilitate our um, our healing process. And we want to educate people and let them know that it's 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 more affordable than you think it is. But there are things that you need to know that are going to help you and help your doctor improve your health. So anyway, I got off on a tangent on that. No, I think it's wonderful. Um, and and I, so, what does this alliance do? Tell me again. What well, does, it what we're going to do together? Okay, good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, you're right. You're 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 right on. What we're what our goal is, as a matter of fact, we're going to do our first uh, free presentation uh, in October. But the concept is, we are going to have we have the founders of the Health Path Initiative, and and that simply means that we are uh, a group of healers that have um, all experienced something very similar in our lives um, with our health. And through our own self-discovery, have realized that there are other ways to take care of ourselves. And so, what we want to do is, we've taken this this core group of people, and we are going to start doing pres- free presentations. And then, um, about every two months, we're going to do workshops, where the presentations are going to be on a on a t- on a topic that has to do with health, and primarily alternative healing. And it's going to be a free presentation, and people will be invited to come in. And we will share different modalities. We'll share different stories. We'll share um, information that you might not be able to get unless you're actually looking for it. And the idea is to start helping people realize that you can do more. And then the workshops will be workshops where we will actually have multiple different uh, modalities available for people to talk to these practitioners, uh, get uh, discounted rates, uh, actually maybe have a, a session right there if they can book it, and allow them to try something different. And so it's an mm-hmm. edu- I don't I don't want to say we're educators, but we're facilitators. I guess we want to be able to help people realize that there's more to your health than just what you're doing. Um, and that'll include nutrition, mm-hmm. everything. There, there's all kinds of things that we're going to share and they'll be able to, uh, and then what the other part, uh, as far as the, the core group of people, we're going to have 
a group of people that we just simply call associates. They're going to be, and they will have to go through a vetting process with us. Um, and these associates will be associates that do uh, various modalities like Reiki, uh, acupuncture, uh, a lot of energy healing, and so forth. And they will be com- they will be affiliates or associates of the Health Path Path Initiative. And in order for them to be a part of our group uh, and and be promoted within the Health Path in- Path Initiative. They will have to offer discounted services to the consumer, um, and, and you know, in in I guess since since we'll be sending consumers that way, we're not we're not taking any any money or anything from the associates. This is simply mm-hmm. a way to offer up low lower cost services for these other healings to the consumer because uh, right now insurance Wonderful. doesn't cover. The you know these That's things right. so hope yeah so hopefully service. whatever the pra- yes exactly oh yeah I know I never thought about it that way but yeah that <laughs> I guess you're right it's kind of like a public service but that's mm-hmm. our goal our goal is to change the mindset about the cost involved in doing alternative healing and bring it down to the consumer level so that everybody can participate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's lovely. You know, I really love where we're going as a whole. You know, people are are looking um, to love each other, take care of each other, uh, natural healing. It's just, uh, you know, I think the pendulum swung from so far away. We didn't care what we were eating. We were getting sick. We were into pharmaceuticals. We, you know, division and hate. And now look at us. I mean, you're, you're bringing these people together to say, look, we have this to offer you. Come get it. Yes. That's beautiful. Exactly. Yeah, and you know, at one time I counted it. I, I when I was writing the, the for the book, I, I I sat down and I I counted up all the pills I was at one time I was taking. There was a time in my life when I was taking like twenty five pills a day. Wow. And I'm mm. yeah, and I and I and I look back on this and I and I. And, uh, you know, I, and I'm I really, I'm not trying to say anything negative about healthcare. I'm not trying to, to throw anybody under the bus. I just have, but just from my experience, that, that much medication, uh, I, I take, I'm down to, uh, I, I take two pills a day now Two uh, it's the same prescription. It's just two, two pills mm-hmm. of the same prescription. So I, you know, and that one, uh, will eventually go away as well, and you know I, I I won't go into why I take that, but it's one that I have to take right now because uh, it's mm-hmm. not a real good natural alternative yet. And mm-hmm. so you know to go from the 25 pills down to two, and getting off of the 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 the, the pain medication and the uh, antidepressive and all because of the pain and all that all that clouds your mind, and so. I know that there are other people out there that are in that same routine that I was in. And mm-hmm. absolutely. I'm hoping I'm hoping that I would have responded the way I want people to respond to what we're doing and that is if somebody had approached me back in the day and said, "Hey, you know what? There is an alternative to taking all this medicine." that I would have been mm-hmm. responsive enough to say, "Okay, let's take a look and see what you have to offer." And that's what we're trying to do with the health path path initiative 
mm-hmm. you know, I, I love the clients that I have that come in to see me for their therapy work and, um, and, but I know that there are more out there and it's not, I'm not trying to drum up business or anything like that because there's plenty of hypnotherapists in the state of North Carolina. Uh, so it's not, we're not trying to, I'm not trying to drum up business necessarily for myself here and try on what I'm looking for is the ability to say, look, there are other ways to do this and hopefully mm-hmm. they'll be receptive to this. And I think that what you just said a minute ago about how we're all changing, we're, we're, we are becoming more aware. We're, are, we're starting to mm-hmm. eat more organically. At least a lot of us are. Um, mm-hmm. And people are starting to look at, is there something else? Cause I've got, I have, and I obviously I can't mention names, but I actually had a call from a lady yesterday. Uh, she's 74 years old. She's mm-hmm. been smoking since she was 16, and she wants to come in to stop smoking. Now mm-hmm. I I told her yesterday. I said I I think that is fabulous because <laughs> Never she's, too late. even at that age, <laughs> yeah, right. even at that age, she's saying. I got to stop this, you know, but you know, Good. it's just that people are starting. I think people are starting to, to wake up. And, and so I think you're right. I think we are making a change and mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this will be that public service that you just mentioned. I, I'm hoping that that mm-hmm. will actually come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Well, I think um, it definitely will because that public service is based on love and love attracts love and you can't help but be successful. So I'm absolutely positive. Um, you know, I'm thinking with with all of this natural care and your public service, this would be a great thing for our veterans. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, could, um as far as the, uh, you you said veterans, right? Our veterans. I mean, imagine, I mean they they've gone through so much and you know, helping exactly. them with yeah, that transition back into civilian life. I, it's so different. Hmm. I know. Yeah. You know, as a matter of fact, um, when you just mentioning veterans, I that I when I think about the clients that I have that with anxiety and so forth, you know, PTSD is is anxiety, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's you know, and, and if 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 we could offer that to uh, our service people, uh, the, especially the ones that have been over uh, overseas and in uh, war environments and so forth. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've actually, and I hate to say this, I don't know this, uh, whether they do this or not, but I would, um, I'd love to uh, maybe research and find out if the uh, VA even offers uh, something, mm-hmm. you know, like hypnotherapy as opposed to just uh, counseling. But I haven't, I, mm-hmm. I, that's something you may have just struck a chord with me, and I might have to start researching this now to see <laughs> if that's another place where we could move into because you're right. That is, that's an area that if anybody deserves to be able to uh, be um, healed or, you know, helped with, yes. the, uh, with their uh, PTSD chance. and anxiety. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, right and you know and that's why and that's why uh hypnotherapy is so good for things like um alcohol and drug addiction um it's it's mm-hmm. a way to you you actually uh, through hypnosis you're actually able to go in and go and find out why did they first start to do this the conscious mind can't share that 
because the conscious mind doesn't really know. The conscious mind only rely, can only rely on what is being um, fed to it memory-wise by the subconscious. So as the years go by, things get clouded. Things change, and you don't necessarily remember or know why you really started to do something. Uh, for example, smokers. I, 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 this, let me. Uh, sorry, get off on a tangent. But smokers, for example, we know that most people start smoking because they want to become or a, a part of another peer group. Mm-hmm. And if true. those people smoke, if those people smoke, mm-hmm. more than likely. I mean, I know that happened with me. I was. I'm a former smoker. Uh, I started smoking because I went to work for a moving company, and all the guys at the moving company smoked, and I wanted to fit in. I was 18 years old. Of course, you know, I started smoking. Um, so, but just like with any therapy, uh, with PTSD, anxiety, and all of these things, you go in and, you, and and you're able to work with the subconscious and show the subconscious that the reaction that the subconscious had to whatever the situation was isn't necessary anymore. And mm-hmm. I know that's a simplified version. It, it it's obviously takes a little longer than that than what I just said. Sure. But basically that's what you're doing. You're showing the subconscious that you don't need to react this way anymore and let's replace that with this or what, whatever the situation is. And so yeah, that would be a wonderful thing for our, our service people. So I not like I said, mm-hmm. now you've got my got my interest up in the, <laughs> into something else now. <laughs> right. Because I do you know, I work they're, they're... I I work with yeah, I, I work with veterans. I've worked with veterans, you know, on a one to one basis, but not thinking about it as a whole. So anyway, I mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted you. I know. I'm I'm glad that I excite you. <laughs> I planted a seed. <laughs> exactly. I think that's yeah, I think it's wonderful. And, um, you know, especially because, yes, that is true about smokers and, you know, why they start smoking, et cetera. But um, with with our veterans, you know, they're holding memories and experiences that they can't shake. You know, and oh, that. yes. Right? And that's where you're, this, this skill that you have is just so beautiful for them. I totally agree. Um and it's it's something that I I I so much believe in 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 hypnotherapy and what we can do with it. I I I struggle sometimes to think of things that we couldn't help people with. Um, and you, you know you do have those cases where sometimes um, and sometimes things don't work between a hypnotist and a, uh, a client, mm-hmm. but typically that's not because hypnosis doesn't work. It's just not, you know, you know, like when you go to a doctor, sometimes you just don't feel like that's the doctor for you. And so you find another mm-hmm. doctor and then, okay, this is the one for me. Well, the same mm-hmm. thing is true when you're working with a hypnotherapist, the same thing is true. If you work with a massage therapist, you may experience a, a, a good massage with this one a therapist, but mm-hmm. then you go back and that person was available. You try a different one and eh, not. So all of that's true. So if anybody that listens to the, the show uh, has tried hypnotherapy and it didn't work, I would recommend trying another therapist, you know, interview a couple. And you most, know, most of us offer a free consultation. So, yeah, I think too, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's fear involved. 
because you really have yes. to trust the person yeah, who's going into your subconscious mind and, you know, just surrender. I think that is an excellent point. That is an excellent point. There has to be a rapport. Um, And one of the things that uh, I do, and I'm getting ready to redo it, but I have, uh, like on my website, I have a a pre-talk. And this allows, this this pre-talk is about a 16-minute video, and what it does is it talks about hypnosis. It gives the uh, it talks about the myths and the misconceptions about hypnosis, and it gives them it gives the potential client the opportunity to actually see me and hear my voice. And uh, I, I I truly believe that we have this innate ability within us to have that ring of truth when we know somebody is uh, being genuine, and so. You know what I tried to do in the video is to give them some example of what who I am, how I sound like, what I sound like, uh, kind of give you an idea of, of my thinking and so forth to kind of give somebody before they even come in for a session some kind of comfort mm-hmm. level that they've seen me, they've they've been able to follow the instructions and listen to the video, and almost everybody uh, that can do that. Uh, at least has some idea. Now, that's why the consultation. That's why I give a consultation is allow you know I let them come in and we talk and and they can see who I am. That way, when it's time, if they decide it's okay, I'm ready to try this. They got to right. have a feel for who I am. And then the what the 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 pre-talk video then helps eliminate the misconceptions. Like uh, when you go into trance, um, there I can't. I can't make you do anything or say anything that you wouldn't normally do or say if you and I were just having a conversation. You know, a lot of people think that if you go into trance, you're giving away your you're giving away total control, but that's not true. Uh, you but have total control like over everything. As an onlooker, you know, I'm just watching what's what's going on. You see these uh, shows where hypnotists have people doing all kinds of crazy things, right? Are you there? And Yes, I am. Can you hear me? So what I was saying um, is that, and we lost Gary, which is unfortunate. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Maybe he lost connection, obviously. (laughs) But what I was going to say is the fear of hypnosis, when we, you know, are a spectator, we're watching others bark like a dog and, you know, dance around all crazy and do things that they haven't normally done or it's out of character it really means that they were open and willing to allow this hypnotist into their subconscious mind and, um, you know, to do that willingly. Uh, it's sometimes it's a struggle to let go because you don't know if you don't know the hypnotist in front of you, their character, you don't have that rapport like Gary was talking about. You don't have that rapport you might be thinking, well, I don't know what you're going to plant in my subconscious mind. You know, what are you going to change about me that I don't approve of? And I'm, I'm thinking that that's probably why more people don't actually try this modality of healing because of the fear that's involved. And uh, although I, I can't recommend it one way or the other, but I really like what Gary is saying 
and I have seen phenomenal results. And if we're, we are struggling to break a habit or to get over uh, an experience, why not? Why not look into it, research, and uh, build a rapport with the person that you're considering? And like you said, just interview a few and see how you feel about it and then follow your intuition. I always recommend to follow your gut. If it says yes, if it's right, then it's right. Let me see if Gary, is Gary, are you there? Are you there? I am here. We I lost you for a moment there. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. I'm living in the uh, the foothills here of uh, Western North Carolina. Uh, every once in a while, the signal kind of goes wacky. Sure, I understand that. I don't like it either. But uh, what I was saying to our audience while you were coming back on was how the fear is real. The fear of this type of healing is real because you don't know if the person in front of you is going to plant a seed, something in the subconscious that I don't approve of, (laughs) right? You know, and that is that is true. That would be that's that's a fear, and it's a it's a legitimate fear because just the word subconscious. You know, inherently within us, it go it, it, you go into like, oh no, nobody can go there. I don't even know what's there, and uh, you don't want anybody in there, you know, prowling around. And if and the, the idea of somebody planting a seed in there. Now, I have to tell you, there are there are things that you know when you uh, planting a seed could be as simple as giving you a post-hypnotic suggestion that you won't do something. Okay. The, but what, but you have to remember that, uh, the subconscious, its primary function is to protect you. And more than likely, if you are, if somebody's trying to, would would try to put something into your subconscious, and I'm I'm just sharing this with your uh, listeners so that if they are interested in doing this, I, I don't want them to not not do it because of the planting of the seed. But your subconscious would protect you because we again inherently know good and evil, right and wrong, and so forth. And if that doesn't, if whatever the the person is trying to plant, uh, it doesn't have that ring of truth if it's not something that's of your benefit more than likely you're going to pop right out of trance so okay this is what i love about what you're saying because this is how it equates to me our subconscious mind inherently is there to protect us that is the holy spirit it's like god has our back we are supernaturally protected because (laughs) the conscious mind is where the devil gets in and starts to tell us all kinds of crazy things and and you know amps up our fear but the oh yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> yes, yes. The sub the subconscious has no logic. We think logically in our conscious minds, but your, the subconscious has no logic. So it it will accept negative things very easily. The reason hypnosis works is because the conscious mind won't put it, it resists putting positive things. Letting positive things go through into the subconscious, because the subconscious is also lazy. The if, if, it, if positive things have to come in, then that means that the subconscious has to work to change 
the dynamics of things. Whereas if negative things come in, that's just another negative thing. It doesn't have to change anything. I know that's a simplified explanation, but so, so, you know, so yes, I, I, the, your description of, uh, the, uh, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and so forth protecting and, and everything that is mm-hmm. that, you know, you could look at it exactly that way. Wonderful. I appreciate that. Well, Gary, we are down to our last couple minutes here. I really enjoyed this conversation. I thought it was totally enlightening and I highly recommend people buying, uh, the cracking the rich code. And this is volume two that you're in. And it yes. is coming out yes. shortly. Yeah. Yes. It'll be out later this very, month. I'm excited. Very excited. About it. Yep. Me too. So I want to thank you for allowing me to do this. Oh, you're so welcome. It's my pleasure. I, I, I love it every single time. I think that we just have great people. It's a great network. And um, how can we find you in North Carolina? <laughs> How do we find, okay, uh, find me either uh, through the website uh, www.trance, that's T-R-A-N-C-E, formed, F-O-R-M-E-D, that's one word. Hypnosis, mm-hmm. well, it's all one word, and it's all one word in the web address anyway. Uh, I'm sorry, www.transformedhypnosis.com, and the uh, number, 828-859-9622 if somebody's in North Carolina and they want to call. That is wonderful. Well, there you have it. There's Gary Goodspeed. Um, I appreciate you being on. If anybody would like to be a co-author in Cracking the Rich Code, email me at merrilee at com. You have a wonderful day. Gary, good talking with you. Have a great day. Thank you, Merrilee. You too. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.